Welcome to Courage for Pain podcast. I'm Becky Curtis, chronic pain survivor, CEO, and founder of Take Courage Coaching, where we empower people to escape the grip of pain. So I am very excited about our second podcast. Today we are talking to Tiffany, who um, will tell us her story of pain and her journey out of pain. So Tiffany, we're really excited to have you. Yes, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and how it is that you came to needing Take Courage Coaching? Absolutely. So back in 2001, I was in a very serious car accident where I was ejected out of a rolling vehicle at 67 miles an hour. And I uh, broke my back in three places and bruised my spinal cord. Um, So I was at, you know, people in the spinal cord world want to know your level. My level is T12, L1, and L2. And I was an incomplete injury. So um, with that comes a whole lot of nerve pain and just nerve regeneration pain in my case. And it is relentless. So I was desperate for help. And, uh, you know, traditional medicine with pain pills and that type of thing did not work for me. I tried that for a period of time and it it was no quality of life. That was not an option for me. So I had to look at other natural health, healthy options to manage pain. And that's where I came across uh, Take Courage Coaching. And if you remember, I met you many years ago. I this do. First time I ever uh, knew it. there was such a thing. Um, I met you at a convention in Helena. I remember. Uh, yes, and you were the speaker, and I <laughs> was so touched. I I I think I bawled the entire time. I cried the whole time because it was the first time. I'll start crying right now just thinking about it. But it was the first time that someone I connected with someone else that knew about pain to that degree and how difficult it was. And I just, it just, it just, I don't know how to explain it. It broke my heart and it was a relief at the same time that somebody else got it. And uh, you are such an inspiration. And so that's the very first time I uh, learned about it. And then um, I was offered take care, take courage coaching with my Medicaid waiver provider. And so that was so awesome that that was offered through that program. And so I was able to get this amazing help. Our listeners can't see us both wiping our eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) So yes, I was speaking about my spinal cord injury at that, um, I think it was the governor's conference in Helena and that was, um, and then I remember you coming up to me in your wheelchair afterwards and we had a really nice conversation. Oh yes. And friends for life and friends for life. Yes. We're stuck together. (laughs) You're stuck with me. Yep. There's nothing quite like the nerve pain and the pins and needles and all the things, the stabbing, 
intermittent pain that comes with the spinal cord injury. It's quite something, isn't it? Oh, yes. And the, the lows a person reaches within that and feeling so alone in the depth, you know, the depths of hell. so tell me what are some of the things that you tried before you came to coaching can you give me kind of a list of things yeah I think when when I started out when I first got hurt you know I was on they put you on pain pills Mm -hmm. so I had been I had been slapped on a a hundred milligram patch of, of fentanyl and I was a zombie and I, my body had deteriorated. I, I didn't uh, have the energy or the gumption to, to do anything else with that kind of medication on you. And I think I just learned that, you know, I was still in pain, even with that hundred milligram thing on me. And I was going to, it was going to kill me if I kept on with that. And so I, it was a struggle to get off of that medication. And I did do that and realized, you know, I was in mad pain and I just had no help with it. So, you know, physical therapy fell off because I just didn't have, I was in too much pain and I didn't have the energy. So, you know, I basically fell into a dark hole of no rehab and just this pain medication and I was sick and I was bedridden and I was no life to live and then being off the pain medication I was in so much pain I still couldn't do a lot so it was it was a journey to find things that were going to help me and a lot of it was just doing nothing there was nothing you know and I think I did try I tried some essential oils and that helped a little bit. Um, I have tried medical marijuana. I've tried CBD. And I was still in pain, even with that. So the medical marijuana, it makes you lazy and tired and not really able to function. And so that wasn't something that I wanted to continue. I wanted to be clear-minded so that I could focus and, and participate in my life. Right. And so, you know, even though that was a natural method, it still had its drawbacks and I was still in pain and it's expensive too. So that didn't really work. And, you know, so I was just realizing that I needed something else there had to be something else I did natural herbs and supplements at the natural grocery store I did vitamins you know I've done gosh I tried acupuncture I tried uh what else have I tried I tried cryotherapy before (laughs) I tried gosh just cream every cream pain cream that you can think of I think I tried every cream in the tri-state area uh I don't know I've tried everything Mm -hmm. so can you tell me a little bit about how you felt when you first started with the coaching were you skeptical were you excited um you know never no never was I was never skeptical not once okay what makes you uh I mean 
That's pretty unusual. Most of our clients start pretty skeptical. So what gave you the hope? Well, the hope was that I tried everything else and I believed in you when I met you. I believed in you. I met you personally at that convention and I heard your story and your, you speak and you, you, I believed in you. I believed okay. in you. And I know that you know your stuff and you got to where you are. You're so inspiring in yourself. I trust, I just trusted it. I trusted it. Okay. Well, that's a um, um, pretty high pedestal to fall off of. I will, I will try not to. <laughs> you oh, have me God. up there. <laughs> but um, tell, tell me a little bit about what it was like to start the process of being coached for chronic pain. I was so, here's what it, I was not skeptical because I was open and desperate for anything. I was, oh, I was so, once you've, when you're desperate enough, you'll try anything. That's true. I, and I was at that place where I was willing to try. And then I believed in you and your story. And and so that's why I didn't, it was easy for me. Okay. And then, you know, the coach, can, my coach, I don't know if I can say her name or not. You can. Okay. My coach, Kendi Anderson, she is a wonderful human being. And she, her, she has also been through a whole lot of yes. stuff. And so having someone to look up to who's been there and done that. And th that was, it was like getting uh, a friend, a, a battle, you know, partner, <laughs> you know, someone who knew more than me. Yeah. Cause before I was doing all this research on my own, I was alone in this. And so to be given a, my coach was like, oh, I don't know. It it was like a a, a safety life vest, you know, mm -hmm. is what it felt like. Like someone threw the donut in the water and <laughs> got me, you know, that's what it felt like. Seriously. That's a really good analogy. You know, what we want to do as coaches is walk beside you and give you all the tools that you need to be a self-manager of your pain. And, and I, um, that's what I'm hearing that Kendi did for you. She was that support that you needed. Um, and she, she helped you as you were making the changes you needed to make. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful. It's, it's like a, having a life coach, but, but pain centered. And, and if someone that, a guaranteed friend, someone that has to listen to you, <laughs> you know, like they have to, and she loves it and they want to, and everyone wants to be there. And it's so powerful. And it just feels like a life best. Well, that's a beautiful analogy. And so what kinds of things did you work on with her? What, what kinds of tools do you have in your toolbox now? Oh, wow. Well, I'm still four weeks from graduation and I'm dreading the end in a way because I, I, will, I just, I don't want it to end. I don't, I don't, but you know, every, every good thing has to end. So, but I am equipped now for when it does end, I will have, this toolbox, as you mentioned. And so I, I feel, and I also feel like I have friends for life. 
that I can talk to at any point and even after this is done. So it's not really done, I don't think. But uh, the tools, I was looking over uh, the lessons that we have done. And I, honestly, it's I, there wasn't one I didn't like. There was not one that I did not like and there was not one that was not valuable. Okay. And there were lots of in there that I did not even think about that were possible. So some of my favorite ones have to, uh, the neuroplasticity, the mental, the mind body connection, um, the mental stuff was really, really important, really valuable. So do you feel like you've had some neuroplasticity since the beginning of the program? Absolutely. Turn some things around? Absolutely. I love the reframing. Um, uh, that lesson was awesome. Um, the, what else did I write? I wrote the mind body connection was amazing to me. I don't want to forget because there were so many great ones. So reframing, um, our last podcast participant talked about reframing Joanne she talked about reframing as well and I'd love to hear what you uh, how you've used reframing okay well here's a a cool one um you know the burning pain that I have that um I used to look at it as it was dying nerves and now I don't view it that way I view it as regenerating nerves they're mm. healing and that's why they hurt. And after I have had um, function return after, so I'll have a lot of burning. It can burn for years, but then it moves down and then it stops burning where it used to burn. So for in my case, it is, it's, re, I don't know, ever since I changed my view on that, it feel it's different. It's better. The function is coming back. Movement is coming back. Feeling is coming back. And so I choose to view it as regeneration pain instead of dying nerve pain. And if you can imagine what a difference that makes. Right. Neuroplasticity and reframing. So changing, that is awesome. Yeah. Changing the way you view something can really help you. Yes, it can, because as we know, when we have that negativity, like something's dying in me, that puts us into fight or flight, like we're being chased by a tiger, which increases muscle tension, which increases pain. But if we look at something in a more positive way, like it's healing, you know, we don't know what those nerves are doing in there. But when, it, when our brain says everything's okay, we can be calm. It calms everything down. We go from the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic nervous system where everything is calm. As things are calm, pain comes down. I never make promises that the pain will go away, but there's a lot we can do in our brain about the pain that's in our body. Yeah, like if you can't stop it totally, how can you make it even just better? Mm-hmm. more more tolerable right being, op- being open to making things better is important you know I just decided you know okay if I can't go if I can't go back to the day 
that my car accident happened and changed things, how can I get myself as close back to a hundred percent as possible? Right. You know, like get as close as I can, you know, because anything is better than nothing. <laughs> Staying laying in I'm, bed. Yeah. On and a that, fentanyl you know, patch. Right. And those automatic negative thoughts, you know, that's another, that kind of ties in with this reframing and mind body connection and neuroplasticity, you know, having the automatic negative thoughts like that, that's dying nerve pain or, you know, I'm not going to ever get better. or This is never going to go away. I, this is my life. And, and, you know, feeling sorry for yourself and being miserable and living in that bubble. I just feel doesn't help you. I feel like you need to have hope and you need to be open and you need to be on a quest to try anything. And, you know, what really comes down to it, cognitive therapy. And that, that is what this is. Neuroplasticity, cognitive therapy, reframing, uh, so important. And it has changed the way that I think it has changed the, the way that I handle things that happen that are not ideal. And, you know, what also was huge was the, the self-care factor. You, you really have to care for yourself in a way that no one else does. You really and it's do. Yeah, and it's wonderful. I love self-care. It's my favorite. Your coach says you're a self-care rock star. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I, you know, and that's coping mechanism. It, it's, it's something I've learned to be able to tolerate the pain and things that happen during the day, you know? So I, I've absolutely loved every single lesson I've done so far, honestly. So can you tell me a little bit about your self-care routine? Ooh, self-care routines. Well, a lot of that has to do with like, well, I do a lot of essential oils and aromatherapy, massage therapy, acupuncture, uh, my pain coaching, absolutely. Um, Let's see, what else do I do? Exercise and yoga and stretching, like uh, staying, keeping moving, you know, staying as close to normal as possible. And, but, but learning boundaries, boundaries, that was a lesson we did. Boundaries is really important. Learning when to say no, when, you know, and also not saying no too much so that you're not, not living. Mm -hmm. So I found ways that I can do what I want and still be comfortable or, you know, so you have to kind of time-based pacing. That was another lesson that we learned about, you know, learning time-based pacing was so important. Like, yeah, I can go watch my nephew play football, but I needed to have an intermission to go back to the car and recline a little bit and, you know, do some self-care and then I can go back out, you know? So learning those kind of things that you only have so many spoons to give in a day and, learning what spoons you want to give your energy to. I don't know if people know the spoon, uh, the spoon, what do they call that? Analogy or analogy. Yeah. Do you want to tell it? Uh, I don't know if I know, I remember the whole thing. I just know that you, you have so many spoons. So you're given 10 spoons in a day 
and you only give out that many. That's what mm-hmm. your energy allows you. And if you give up all your spoons to too early in the day to things that don't matter, you don't have any spoons to give to the things that you need to get done. So just paying attention to what's important to you and making sure that you have full energy to bring to those things. Yeah. And realizing there's only so much time in a day. There's Mm -hmm. only so much time in a week and to plan accordingly and according to your energy level and boundaries and time-based pacing. So important if you want to be successful and, and participate and get things done and have and not create more pain and anxiety and other issues. Right. So I, I found all of that stuff integrative and comprehensive with each other. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me, is there anything about this that's been difficult? Yes. I'm, the hard one for me is the diaphragmatic breathing. Oh. I am terrible at it. I have asthma and I am a short I'm a mouth breather. I had been a mouth breather at times because I had sinus issues. And, you know, so my breathing was terrible, really shallow breathing, you know, terrible. And I'm still learning and I'm still working on that because that is a tool that you take with you everywhere. Right. That's one amazing tool and it really does work. It really brings you down and relaxes you when you do it. So that is one that I, I'm the worst at that one. <laughs> you know, I struggled with that one at first as well. I I remember calling the the psychologist that had taught me how to do breathing and I said, "It just hurts when I breathe." And I didn't know if it was because I both my lungs had been collapsed in my in my accident. I didn't I didn't I wasn't sure why I was having a hard time with it, but she said, "Well, just back off a little bit." Just do it a little less and keep practicing it because it really is wonderful. And it is one of my very best and favorite tools. I have yeah. it, like you said, Tiffany, I have it anywhere I go. It's perfectly free. I can bring my pain from on a scale of one to 10 from an eight to a four. With wow. Breaths from my diaphragm. But it took wow. a long time. It wasn't, it wasn't over yeah. for sure. You know, and I, I just thought of that. I, my lung had collapsed. My left lung had collapsed in my car accident. And so maybe that is also why it's hard for me. I don't know, but I'm going to work on it. And cause like you said, it's, it's a develop, you could, it's a developed skill. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. So I want to develop that. When we breathe short and shallow, we're telling our brain we're in that fight or flight. But when we breathe from the diaphragm, everything's okay. Everything can be calm. And yeah, you're on like, it feels like you're on vacation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you can have a vacation just with a few breaths from your diaphragm. <laughs> right. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah. So that's my goal is to work on that uh, more and more each day for sure. Okay. So what would you tell somebody that was that was thinking about, you know, should I get a coach? Will this really help me? Um, or what would you say to yourself when you were first starting this, but either, either one, whoever you want to talk to? Oh gosh. I'm, I would just say you can exhale now 
because help is here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I would, I just, I felt like I was so on my own with this before and doing all the research yourself can be daunting. And sometimes you don't know where to look and mm-hmm. not, you know, you've tried so many things and they don't work and you just get bitter about that. And you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that, that ain't going to work for me. You're like the old guy saying, stay off my lawn. You know, (laughs) you're like crabby. You're just, you know, and I just feel like this offers so much. And then I want the group, the group factor. I was a little bit resistant at first about group. And I'm so glad that I participated. I think that that is so important not to be resistant to the group scenario. So tell me a little bit about the group. The group is awesome because you meet other people like me that are going through it. And it's, there's nothing that compares to, to being around other people, talking to other people that understand that that level of pain it's it's huge to have some, a peer group that you know I have met some friends in group that I will have for the rest of my life mm. and we're Facebook friends and and I have I just can talk to them about anything and it's so great to have other people that you know and there's people that are going through worse pain than you Mm-hmm. It's amazing, I, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I met people that are, are going through worse pain than I am, and it and it, it it I don't know. It's it's important. It's very important. It just it's so important, and you know the support, the tools, the new friends. I mean, you you can cry, you can laugh, you can be a crab. You can, you can do whatever you got to do because everybody knows everyone's just real and themselves. It's not, it's not fake and it's not, I don't know. It's real. It's good. You know, um, some of our groups have stayed together. They, they form a group outside of, you know, and, and they, (laughs) oh my God. So, you know, just an idea. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic. Oh, we should set up a Facebook group, all-encompassing Take Courage Coaching graduate group where everyone can join. That's a great idea, Tiffany. I think we should do that. That's a great idea. That would be a neat community, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. We will do that. I think we should. Okay. okay. Great. <laughs> so Yay. tell tell me a little bit about, you told us about your life when you started. Can you tell us a little bit about your life now? Oh, Lord. My life is so different now. Okay. It's so different now. So I was uh, paralyzed for 19 years from the waist down. Uh, could not move. And now I can move. I'm no longer paralyzed anymore. And I, it is amazing. It, I, the grace of God, time, uh, regeneration, cognitive therapy, healing, um, 
I watched some documentaries along with my, you know, coaching. I watched some documentaries uh, that kind of had, I don't know if you ever watched the documentary Heal on Netflix. No, I haven't. Oh, you should watch it. It's wonderful. And it talks about neuroplasticity and cognitive therapy and um, rewiring your brain. That's also a lesson that we learned. Yes, it is. And I, I loved all of those. Those were awesome. So, you know, that was really crucial, I feel, to my recovery because now I am standing on my uh, right leg and I'm building muscle and I have my feeling is coming. I just can't really feel my toes my burning nerve pain is still there, but I am managing it much better cognitively. And um, it feels like it's just getting better. I, I'm, I'm blown away by the changes that I have made mentally and physically. Um, and a lot of these tools with Take Courage Coaching, I feel, have helped me to get there. That is amazing. I will say that these results are not, uh, yeah, what is that? You know, this doesn't always happen. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> this is not Sorry. a guarantee. You won't go from yeah. paralyzed to unparalyzed. But right. I, <laughs> I don't want to give false hope. Yeah, we don't want to give false hope. And I, I'm really careful about that. I want people to have hope that life can still be good despite pain. And for some people, their pain goes all the way away. Most of us, myself included, still have pain, but we the pain is in the trunk and we're driving now. Yes, ma'am. Like how I would describe it is it used to be like how I described it is, you know, a pot full of boiling water yeah. on, the, on the front burner on high, yeah. rumble rumble boil and then it puts it on the back burner on simmer wow that's a great you are you're really good at these analogies yeah ones thank you (laughs) so it's back there it's on the back burner it's on simmer and you are learning you are starting to move um what other ways has your life changed this year Mm. Wow. I think I'm just happier. Uh, A lot of lessons that we learned about were wonderful um, in that regard about joy and gratitude and forgiveness and humor, acceptance. You know, those are, those were so important. Um, realizing that you can still have a great life you can still be happy you can still have joy yes it's you know it just you can still live in these tools with take courage coaching just they just help support you in doing that in doing that and making that happen I just think that I didn't have all these resources before and I felt so alone and and lost and it's this was like a map it was like a road map <laughs> there's another great analogy <laughs> yeah it's a road map and it it's a man you know a manual a pain manual you know in a sense it's 
gives you different things to try and and change. I think changing your thinking is is really important. Mm-hmm. Yep, turning that thinking around from thinking about yourself as dying and horrible and laying in a back room to live. My life is over. I want to kill yep. myself. Uh, right. You know, yeah. It, that's no longer in my mind. I don't feel that way anymore. And I had felt that way. I had. More and I, I, yeah, <laughs> I would never, ever want to feel that way about myself ever, ever again. I don't, I feel bad I ever thought that I wanted to kill myself, I, you know? And so for anyone that's feeling like that, I would say, do this first. Do give this first. Give it a chance. Yeah, don't give up. Don't give up yet. There are a lot of people that gave this a chance that, that, that thought about killing themselves and, ha- mm-hmm. and they, ha- they live wonderful lives now. That's right. So both of us still have spinal cord injuries. Yeah. Both of us <laughs> both of us still have pain. Yeah. Simmering on the back burner. Yeah. But but life is good. Life is yeah. good. And we get to live it in a clear-minded way. Yes. Yes. Well, I um do you have anything else you'd like to add before we end today? Oh wow! I well, I think we did a pretty good job co- uh, covering everything. Um, I think that it's just so important to give this a try and to be open-minded, you know. And even though you've been let down and and haven't found anything to work up until this point, this is a beacon of hope. It is. And you are, and your story is going to give hope to many. And I just thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast tonight. And um, we'll send it out there. And I know that it'll give hope to many. So I hope so. Yeah. I just thank you so much, Tiffany. You're welcome, Becky. I'm very honored to be able to talk with people about this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Always check with your healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I really look forward to talking to you next time, Courageous Survivors, where we will hear another story of hope.